Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 16 of season four of This Osteopathic Life. We are continuing the summer series and you are getting a barrage or a bonus or a series all in one day of these episodes on the alliterative trend following fulfillment last week, bringing forward some concepts that have really resonated for me and also seeing how they build on one another. So if you listened to the previous episode on Forte, and there is no requirement, there is no necessary order in which you listen to them, although I will often pull threads forward from a previous episode, you can absolutely pull up any episode at any time and listen to it in its entirety and let that work for you. When talking about Forte or Place of Strength, area in which you excel in owning that in the previous episode, I talked about for me that is in my flexibility and ability to work spontaneously and adapt to different situations. And that's what we're going to talk about here today in this episode on flexibility. Now, interestingly enough, flexibility in the way we think about physiologically, physically, being able to reach down and touch your toes, that actually is not a forte and it's certainly not a natural strength for me. There is some room to grow that and I work hard on that and harder on that recently with thanks to the benefits of yoga. So interesting how same word, different experiences of it can be true or not true for us and being a strength or being a challenge that we might have. I notice that I shy away from the word weakness and while it's certainly simply an antonym for strength, right? Strong, weak, pulling that forward. But we have these different relationships and connotations of weakness in our experience culturally. And so just noticing how that shows up for us. In any case, thinking today about flexibility, being flexible, breaking down that word, that experience in how it can be of great benefit to us, how it can be for our health and for the health of all things. And recognizing the ways we can get creative with our engagement around flexibility. So if you think of that, and just what image do you conjure up when you consider the word flexible or flexibility? You might think of a gymnast or a dancer or someone in a yoga class and that capacity for forward bending and having nose to the knees or a backward bend and seeming like there are fewer ribs or vertebrae or something making it possible for these contortions of the human body. And noticing what happens when we have increased flexibility and what it allows us to do. So it allows us to reach farther. So for some of us, we might bend over, hinge at the hips and only reach our knees or perhaps the mid shin. Or we might get to the toes. We might get to our full palms on the floor. We might be able to 
wrap our arms around our legs. And like we said before, bring the nose to the knee. So there are different degrees of flexibility. And that might be true at different stages in our life, at different times in the day, relative to other activities. I had the opportunity today on the day of this recording to complete a run in the morning and a little later in the morning, attend a yoga class. And in general, my flexibility is a bit less if I'm approaching that class immediately following a tough workout where there's been shortening of the muscles. And that can be true of a cardio, a monostructural exercise event like biking or running. But it can also be true of weight training because purposely we're shortening the muscle. That is where they are strong. And so there's this balance of the lengthening and the strengthening that we have. So our flexibility can be relative to many things. It can certainly be relative to other people. We might find ourselves to be more flexible than we have been in the past, but then we might look to our neighbor in that yoga class and think, wow, you know, they can really reach much farther. You know, when they reach for their toes, they are not just barely right, getting fingertips there, but they're able to grasp their whole hand around their foot. And is that useful? Generally speaking, not really. It can be aspirational and inspirational for us, but noticing if it leads us to self-judgment, self-criticism, and how we might approach that in a more functional way. So that's the common way we will often think about flexibility. That's the usual image that will come up. For me, growing up where I lived, the bridge that was built, there was this major highway in between towns, multi-lane, it was this big endeavor, and it collapsed. And I remember since that time thinking about bridge architecture, and I'm no expert by any means, but just considering the need for the ability to flex, right? Flexibility in a bridge, because if it is a static and fixed structure, when there is a shift in the ground, which happens, right? The ground is ever settling when there is a certain element of wind, when there are the different weights of vehicles traversing it, that ability to flex is so important. And I don't know all the details of the destruction and reconstruction of that bridge, but I do drive over it and think about it every time (laughs) and also think whenever I am in the presence of a bridge of that necessity, of the importance, of the ability to flex. Now we think about sturdy and certainly we want a bridge to be sturdy and strong and solid and we want that to be within the context of the ability to accommodate a changing environment and different elements that are around it. So thinking about that for ourselves, how does flexibility partner with this solid, steady foundation that we often wish for ourselves? We want to be grounded and we want to have a solid core of our values. We want to be clear on what drives us and guides us. And we want that to have room for motion and mobility and adaptation And flexibility is that way. Now, it's interesting looking at the definition. And perhaps I'm taking more liberties than are allowed, but I like to envision this as an opportunity where we can invite flexibility in to allow us to, yes, have those core elements and the steadiness and the strength, absolutely. Ooh, absolutely. That's an ironic word to use in that moment. Because we're talking about not absolutes if we're having flexibility here. 
But if we are going to incorporate that and have the capacity to be in a world that is ever-changing, and particularly, right, we're in these two-plus years now, which seems almost unbelievable, inconceivable, if you follow me in that realm. And being able to be flexible is how we survive. And we could certainly enter in a variety of words. This is the one that we are using here today for its alliterative partnership with the others, but also because it really does speak to that. Now, the first definition, you have to go there, right? If we're looking at flexible, because flexibility doesn't always come in, but capable of being flexed, fair enough, right? There are flexible branches swaying in the breeze. Now, the second one is interesting to me, yielding to influence in the example as a flexible person without strong convictions. Now, this one I want to challenge us to consider, and we can look at that through degrees of flexibility at where those hard stops are, where the endpoints are. So can there be room within, but some structure, right, for optimal function of keeping us within our boundary space and within our values so that being flexible doesn't mean we give in and give away and abandon the core of who and how we are. So what about the ability to yield but not give it all away? And what does that look like for you? Have you been in those situations where the flexibility did absolutely take you beyond? And when you got to that point of the decision or that experience, you think, I recognize nothing of me in here. That can absolutely happen. Let's consider as an alternative a flexibility that keeps us intact. So we can bend and move and sway, thinking about that branches. So they bend and move and sway. So their flexibility doesn't change the integrity of who and how they are. They can move and they can adjust. And might there be some changes? There might be. And if there's a breeze in a certain direction for a certain length of time, perhaps, right, it it influences the direction that that tree might grow, but it is still the tree. It is still the branch that is still intact versus yielding completely, right? And you have allowed someone else to take over and take the directive. And then at some point when you pause and you notice, you look around, you think, wait a minute, where, where am I in all of this? So let's aim toward that branch flexibility versus the complete abandonment of self in attempting to be flexible enough to fit into some certain situation. We talk about this when we look at microaggressions, when we look at fitting in. So it's one thing to be flexible and to notice the world around you and be able to adapt to that so you don't collapse like the bridge. But it's also something to check in that you aren't being so flexible all the time that it is to your own detriment. So check in with that. And here we can see that option characterized by a ready capability to adapt to new, different, or changing requirements. And here, that aspect of the definition really speaks to that sense of strength the contribution to survival and also thriving through flexibility. So checking in and recognizing how that might come into play for you. This definition offers it up very explicitly. The quality of bending easily 
without breaking. And thinking about that, let's go physiologically here. So we want to have flexibility and the ability to move and to pivot and not break, right? So that we can change directions quickly, but not sacrifice an ankle or a knee or a hip. And how do we train that? We train that through very purposeful exercise, proprioceptive exercises, warm-ups. We focus on mobility of the ankle. We offer support through certain footwear. And yes, I'm speaking as my son, unfortunately, sustained an ankle sprain. And we could look to why, right? What might have been contributing to that? And certainly there can just be an unlucky moment. But if we're looking for prevention and future strengthening so that this does not become a recurrent thing, which often ankle injuries can, is to say, what were the contributing factors and how could flexibility be improved here so that in the future, if there is a range of motion challenge extended to this ankle, it can hold that edge, it can bring itself back and not be as susceptible to a breaking point, which in this case would be strain and some tears of ligaments. So we want to be able to bend easily without breaking. So take in input and feedback and different perspectives and opinions and experiences and not have that completely undo all that we know, all that we are, but instead be able to take it in. And I picture kind of matrix-esque recoil, right? So if something is being thrown at you, right? Cushioning that on the receiving end. So thinking about in baseball or in volleyball where you move your arms with whatever's happening. So you're not meeting force with force and you're able to receive it with less trauma and force and injury to your hands, to your arms in that case. Same with feedback and engagement in the world around you. Are you able to soften and move in the direction of the force that is being directed at you so that you can receive it safely, maybe more comfortably, and then be able to decide what you are going to do with that rather than having a very fixed mindset, saying this is the way I know things to be, and then it hits you, right? And there is a counterforce and an impact that might lead to greater injury, right? So if you are having a ball thrown at you at a high velocity and you catch it with no responsiveness, no flexibility in the receiving, you might break your hand, right? So how can we cushion the receiving of input from the world around us to give us time to process and allow ourselves to say, okay, what can I gain from this? What is this teaching me? What is this telling me? And how can the incorporation of it include who and how I am and past experience and past knowing and allow movement toward a different way of being, an expanded perspective, a new lens? What might that be like? The ability to be easily modified. Now this, we could look at through our lens of ourselves, also in the lens of the world in which we live and how we are arranging it. And for me, last episode, I talked about, I tend more toward that regular and perhaps like anything, more of something isn't always better, but the ability to adapt and modify and make changes and be spontaneous, yes, 
but at what cost, right? So the cost of some consistency and regularity and looking at how to manage those. So there can certainly be benefits to be easily modified. And again, if there is not some guiding force is what's coming through here, what is the effect of that? So is there the capacity to make modifications and still retain some of the originals, those core foundational elements? I think about this in artwork, either a painting, a drawing, a sculpture, a piece of writing, a piece of music. Can there be a capacity for modifications, flexibility, right, to be easily modified while you could still identify what was the original here? Where did this come from? How did it begin? And I think about that when I'm picturing a document on the computer. And if you have so many edits that you've completely lost touch with where you began. And now there are certainly times for an overhaul, thinking about homes and the time when you just take it down to the studs and you really couldn't identify even what the original layout was of a home. But there are other times when you really want to be able to just make enough changes to make it functional but still honor and respect and reflect where you began. So seeing how you might engage with flexibility in a different way. A willingness to change or compromise. And this word compromise is one that is so fascinating to me because we think about being compromised and you might get alerts sometimes where your data has been compromised and it feels very negative. It feels very Vulnerable, not in the growth way, but I also want to think of it as fragile. I think I'm going to start making that shift. When I'm meaning vulnerable, not in the I'm vulnerable and open to connection and being true and authentic to myself, but vulnerable in the way of not safe. I want to really replace that with fragile because I think that is really what I'm saying. And there is a whole other concept. There's a great book on being anti-fragile, but just thinking about fragility and when compromise is that, when it breaks us because of that sense of fragility versus compromise that is adaptive and integrative and cooperative. And so looking at the sides of that coin of how we can engage with this concept and this way of being and willingness to change. Again, with all of these, what I keep hearing, what keeps coming through with this is the importance of some structure some endpoints, some hard stops, some bumpers, some of that cadre. We've talked about that in the French way of parenting. So there could be a lot of room within for things to shift and for there to be lots of ways to be. And we can think about that in no one right way to be, but that there is somewhere that illustrates this is where I begin and end. This is where I say no, right? Absolutely no beyond these points. This is what I'm not willing to do and uphold that for yourself. And that's where we look at integrity. So flexibility within those walls is integritous and saying, absolutely, I'm willing to change and adapt and be open and flex. And here are those hard stops for me because I do retain my core values Now, you might make adjustments in those hard stops over time. We continue to gain insight, to gain information, to gain knowledge. 
entrusting yourself to take in the information that is provided to you and adapt it and adapt yourself to look at that? Absolutely. So maybe you have this solid framework, these bumpers. And then over time, with your lived experience, with your communication with others, with evaluation of data, facts, science, all of that, you say, oh, actually, I'm going to make a shift. And you might narrow those hard stops, or you might widen where they are. You might simply pick them up and move them over to an entirely different space. And that still can be an element of flexibility that isn't breaking you. So as we consider flexibility, and maybe through that lens of strength, where are you most flexible? Where are you able to extend your reach and move with ease? And we can certainly think physically, but thinking beyond that as well. And where might you be lacking some flexibility that you can purposefully, consciously, intentionally train in? Recognizing that you can up your game and capacity. And where are the spaces when you might be too flexible and you are compromising to your detriment and you are losing sight of who and how you are? And how can you incorporate greater strength by way of boundaries in those spaces? And if we tie that back into the physical, there can be times when we know we are at our edge, we are pushing forward for some unknown reason, for appearance and for that sense of I should be able to, they can do it, and we create an injury. And so with all of these, recognize that there is absolutely a range of motion, a range of emotion, and that it is subject to change, all pun intended, as we talk about flexibility. So as we come through the summer series, notice how you might be incorporating each of these in a way that works best for you and check in to see how flexibility increases your reach, the power of your influence, the strength of your capacity as an individual and as a member of this beautiful collective. And notice for all of us how flexibility can absolutely support us in being for the health of all things. This is Dr. Amelia Beeky with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.